In April this year, I visited Japan. And being a gardener as I am, the things I wanted to see were the gardens. Japan really has a reputation internationally for rather unique and very special gardens. There's a culture in Japan that you don't waste anything and you value detail. And those ideas, those cultural attitudes come through in their gardens. I visited three areas, Tokyo and a couple of hours south of Tokyo, what they call the Surf Coast or Shonen Coast, which is uh, around Kamakura and Fujisawa. And then another few hours on, on a train south of that, you come down to Kyoto. Now, all three of those places were at some time uh, throughout um, a thousand plus years, capitals of Japan. And they have a lot of significant gardens, all three areas there. Now, one thing we did was we went there between two very busy times, and a lot of people don't think of that. Japan's famous for their cherry blossom festivals, their sakura, and that uh, sakura is their name for, for cherry blossom. Now, that particular time of the year is two weeks at the end of March, and the country is packed and the gardens are packed, and you can hardly move. And then at the end of April, about three weeks after that, you have what they call Golden Week, which is uh, a holiday time, and gardens are packed then. But we went for the three weeks in between the Sakura and the Golden Week, and we were told by everyone in Japan that we chose the best time because we were seeing gardens in their peak time of year and we didn't have the huge crowd, so we actually got to see things and we got to get into things without huge long queues all the time. So that's my first tip. Now, one of the very interesting gardens, just as an example that we did get to, was one called Daitokuji, Daitokuji, and that's down in Kyoto. Uh, Daitokuji is a compound, a walled monastery, Buddhist monastery, which was built back in 1319, so very old. And it was built um, as a Zen temple, and then over the years, a whole lot of sub-temples or sub-villages, maybe even, have developed uh, in that particular complex. 22 of them, there are 22 sub-temples and lots of Zen gardens. Most of them have Zen gardens with them. Now, people hear that word Zen a lot and they wonder, what does it mean? Or they have a vague idea, but... Um, Buddhism has various types of branches that em emphasise different things. And the Zen branch of Buddhism emphasises meditation and intuition. And the idea of the Zen gardens are that they're created for meditation. They're created um, for people to meditate in, to um, escape um, uh, and 
There are various characteristics or various uh, things that they put into Zen gardens. Many people have seen uh, sand raked in these Japanese gardens, and that happens in the Zen gardens. What what does occur is that uh, the priests um, in those, uh, the Buddhist priests in those gardens, they come out every morning and they rake these lines in the sand or in the gravel and that's part of their meditation process. It allows them to just focus on raking and and making straight lines or curved lines or whatever and uh, just concentrating on that and nothing else. Another thing they do in a lot of the Zen gardens is they prune the plants and they do what they call cloud pruning. So uh, the idea of cloud pruning is um, you trim off a lot of the foliage on the stems of a, a small um, tree and you prune it so that it's just a branch or a stem coming up and then you have a cloud or a ball on top of it and then you prune off all the other side shoots and you'll have another stem coming up um, to the side of that and you prune off a ball. You've probably seen that type of thing in Japanese gardens. And again, that um, comes back to that aspect of Japanese culture focusing on detail and they keep the detail of the raking of the sand and the detail of the um, pruning of the cloud pruning of plants really focused. They, a lot of the Zen gardens don't have a lot of complexity or elements into them either and the and the reason they don't have a wide variety of different plants like you might see in an English cottage garden is to keep a simplicity there so that the monks or the priests who are in that garden or visitors to the garden can focus more and they're not going to be distracted by a very complicated and very complex garden um Personally, I like to go into a garden and see a hundred different plants and try and identify them, but you don't tend to find that so much in the Zen gardens, and it's quite understandable because that garden is created for a particular purpose. At the Daidokachu compound, They also have a magnificent collection of bonsai, one area that's fenced off and you can go in there. There are fees to get into each of these different mini gardens or sub-temples within uh, the complex, but uh, it's well worthwhile seeing the bonsai. Some of those bonsai trees are many, many, many hundreds of years old and... um, absolutely stunning um, examples of bonsai. There aren't, you don't find hundreds or thousands of bonsai. There might be 30, 40, 50 different bonsai plants um, that you're going to see and be impressed by, but every single one that you see, you will be impressed by. Again, back to the Japanese idea of uh, not wasting anything, valuing detail, the Zen idea of not having too much complexity so you can focus more and you can meditate more. Or Anyway, that's my read on um, the criteria that underpin uh, these Zen gardens that I saw. 
at this complex. If you ever get to Kyoto, make sure you get to this complex, this walled monastery, and you see as many of these um, sub-temples and gardens um, at uh, Daitokujui. Uh, that's D-A-I-T-O-K-U-J-I. Um, good luck with your travels.